Yeah, like I'm starting now. That that like that was so good. Like I said, I I understand why the why Fox didn't want to pay uh Buck and and Troy starting starting what safety money like high end safety I, money. I, I would say before the wide receiver market got reset, it was top tier wide receiver money. Is what I know. That's what Aikman got. And Fox was like, no. No, no, no! You just go on the ESPN because they need you. Like, like, they do. like Fox and Fox talks to the NFL, just like ESPN talks to the NFL when it comes to uh, these negotiations. And Fox knows good and well if you're rolling out Mark Levy, Lewis Riddick, and Booger, you're not getting the best games. No, you're not. But as we sit here and as we're kicking off the show, the fact that we've got the first ever Amazon Prime Thursday night football game, it's interesting to see how they're putting this thing together. So now on the screen, they've got a team inside, I guess that will be considered like Booger and Randy and them when they're at the stadium. Steve okay. Young, when those guys are in there. So they've got Andrew Whitworth, who won the Super Bowl, obviously, with the Rams last year. Okay. Uh, Taylor Rooks. And Michael Smith, formerly of ESPN, I think he's got a show on uh, Peacock. Talking about like Michael Smith, Michael Smith from the six? Yeah, like Camille, yes, yes, that Michael Smith. So who's going to tell me about football in the way that I want to hear it? Whitworth? They're waiting. Kirk Herb streaking out, Michaels. <laughs> the guy's you know actually on the game. <laughs> like, I, like having, I like having Whitworth on there. Because I was, uh, I listened to Chris Long a lot, and he has his brother Kyle on now, and he has, uh, I think his name is Bo Nix or Bo something, not Bo Nix, Bo something. He he either, he was a D lineman, and they talk trench play because when do we get good trench play breakdowns on TV or even on uh, your popular podcast? We don't. Um, we don't, but at the same time, how many people that are O-linemen that are really calling stuff? I know we talked about, uh, Schler. That's about it. And, and he's a, you know, and obviously he used to be on ESPN and would be on the shows and he'd be, he'd do the car wash back then too. Yeah. But you don't have very many offensive line because they're not recognizable guys. Uh, like, like. I remember, I think they were trying to get Joe Thomas to do something. I think he's he, on the NFL Network. Or really? Fox. Maybe he calls games for Fox. Well, and, and he might have just started because he, I know originally when he retired, they were like, yeah, he'd be really good on TV. But like, I mean, I mean no. how he, like he and Brandon Marshall, right? And he's obviously much better than Brandon Marshall. But once the playoffs start, why are you on my TV? What are you going to tell me about playoff football? If I want to hear somebody who's never played playoff football talk about playoff football, give me Nick Wright or Cowherd or or Stephen A. or Skip. You know, somebody who's at least going to pull something out of their ass that's hilarious. Right. Well, and and have this uh, I never played the game opinion as opposed to a guy that did play it but couldn't make it. It's like, hey, man, you should have used a little of your player empowerment and demanded your way out. That's pretty tough, man, to – go your whole NFL career and be a pro bowler like that and never play in the playoffs. Even a guy like Barry Sanders played in the playoffs. Like the Lions made the playoffs with Barry Sanders. So like 
you got to be pretty fucking bad to have a 10 plus year career and not never sniff the playoffs. Like, you remember who he played for, right? Uh, who? The Cleveland yeah, the Elves. Good Thomas, yeah. Yeah, the Cleveland Elves. Yeah, yeah. Well, now they're the Cleveland Elves. Yeah, you know, funny story about him. I remember when he got drafted. Um, Did you want him to come to Atlanta? No, I just remember what it was is when he got, well, what was that? That was like 07? I think so. Yeah, 07. It's like, I don't get it. This guy, JP, always calls me, and he knows goddamn well what I'm doing at this time of day. Bro, people have no respect for the show. I have a, I have a friend, Kyle. Anytime I record weekday by myself, he calls right before I get ready to press the button record. Sometimes we talk, sometimes we don't. But it's like, dude, it's podcast day. Right. Well, that's the thing. It's like, and JP knows that. I mean, he knows. He literally I mean, knows. I'm like, he used to be on the show. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, it's like you know exactly what I'm doing, and I, I don't get it. But nonetheless, um, no, it's 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 kind of crazy that. Uh, they're kind of th- the way that they threw together this Amazon Prime Thursday night football thing. Like when you really look at it, a lot of these guys, obviously, there's like no chemistry whatsoever. Like in which no, I mean, not at all. it doesn't have to be, but it's so different. It's on Amazon, which is odd in itself because the thought is, it's like how many subscriptions is Jeff Bezos getting from this? because people want to be able to watch football on Thursday. Now, the thought would be that you already have Amazon Prime, because if you buy anything off Amazon, it just makes sense. And, or right. watch the TV show. Like, it just makes sense. I mean, you get the TV, you get discount, you get free, it's two-day shipping always. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it makes a lot of sense to already have it. But how many people, how many NFL fans that didn't have Amazon Prime are actually going to spend the, I think, twelve ninety nine a month to get football on Thursdays, now that it's not, and I don't think it's split with NFL Network at all, unlike it was with Fox and NFL Network last season. Think about how many people spent money just to get DirecTV so they could have the NFL package. Oh. You know, like I've, I've heard countless stories of I only have DirecTV just so that I can have the NFL package. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm rocking with NFL Plus, so I can just rewatch the games later. Because I, can you really watch a game when you're watching eight games at a time? You don't know what's going on there. <clears throat> There's no way you can keep up with all those games and actually pull out some analysis. And then who are you listening to? You know, got that one o'clock window. I guess I listen to who Sanchez and whoever he rocks with. A little Moose Johnson action. Yeah, Moose. You know what the crazy thing? So look at this. Okay, because I take it you're not you know you don't have another screen up, do you? I don't. I'm gonna pull the uh, game up on my phone in a second. So interestingly enough, so Richard Sherman just left from, or maybe this was earlier, but they're just showing it. So Richard Sherman is literally as Derwin James is coming into the locker room. He's he's like interviewing him as he's walking in. So you know how like when the players show up. Like, they're showing him, interviewing him as they're walking to the locker room, and he's, like, asking him. Sounds sounds like they're – What are they going to do to stop the Chiefs? And he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, it's a bunch of all pro, all, all pro football players and shit like that. 
when are we going to get away from getting these nothing interviews? Well, I, well, this is the thing. I think what makes this unique is the fact that literally all the players are like walking in, but he's having this fucking like casual conversation as they're going into the stadium. So it's, I don't know. They're doing stuff a little different. I, how, how much, I mean, outside of the money aspect, what do you think Jeff Bezos role in this is? Do you think he has any hands on this like at all? I think he's financing, waiting for the whole thing, the shakedown in Washington so that he, then he can become the, a power broker in the league. I, I, I think uh, Goodell's tired of crafty and old Jerry. He wants some, some different money in there, some different influence. Because, you know, Bezos is like, hey, get in line or those packages show up a little bit slower. Well, more importantly, those guys are old as hell. Um, I'm not saying they're going to die soon, but, like, you know, they're old. Like, them dudes are, like, in their late 80s, mid 80s. Like, they only got but so much longer. What, Bezos is probably – is Bezos even 60? Probably not. He's probably in his, like, late 50s. Let's ask Siri. How old is Jeff Bezos? 58. How old is Jeff Bezos? 58. Wow, I hit it. I didn't even look it up. I swear, I, I hit it right on there. Cause I was like, I was like, he's got to be like in his late fifties. Can you hear? Can you hear anything in the background? Of yours? No. Yeah. Perfect. 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 Good. Terrible microphone. But um, yeah, I, I think back there. My mom. No. Hi, mom. Here said hi. Mom says hi. Yeah, everyone says hi. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. You know, I was going to open up with a, a rant about the preseason, but I'm just going to table it for today, you know? I, I don't feel – I didn't write it out, and I don't like ranting when I don't like at least write it out one good time. Yeah. Oh, and uh, breaking news here, J.C. Jackson will be playing tonight. So I know that that was like – Hey, hey. He is playing tonight. All right, so let's open up with Falcons first, and then we'll preview the Thursday game, and then we'll get into the, the rest of the week. Okay. All right, so where are we at? We are at the Falcons. all here to do what Falcons do. Look at that. So, uh, <laughs> Falcons first. Let me talk about the Falcons first, okay? So, if you watch the game, you notice that the Falcons pretty much led most of the game. Um, the, 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 the Benz was rocking and rolling. I mean, we had home field advantage for the first time in a while. I, I, yeah, I would say it was honestly 60-40. 60-40. And, and I mean, considering that this is the game where we typically get drowned out. Yeah. But you know what? We always, the past few seasons, we have been playing them at the end of the year typically. Yeah. And our season was always over. <laughs> By I, I think point. this I think we should home open against the Saints every other year. Like the way the NFL did the schedule this year, a lot of games that people cared about week one, I like that. Let's get yeah. the vision games going early. But, you know, the Falcons lost the way the Falcons do. And many of us thought, you know, Dan leaving would change some things. Many of us thought, you know, Julio leaving, Matt Ryan finally leaving, the tides of the team would change. But there's one significant individual who's involved with football decisions who's still with the franchise. And that man's name is Rich McKay. You've heard of the curse of the babe. 
You've heard of the 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 Chicago curse, whatever that curse was. But let me tell you about the curse of McKay. Rich McKay has come to the Atlanta Falcons, and he's cursed our franchise. He put together a Super Bowl team in Tampa Bay, our rivals. He comes to us, supposed to turn our fortunes around. He works in football for a while. Then he goes to the operations side. Now he's supposed to be the president of operations. But can you really take a former GM who hires a rookie GM and think that that former GM is not going to influence football? Who also hires a rookie head coach. Just everything about the football side of it was. It's the curse of McKay. Rich McKay is like Jerry Jones. He just doesn't draft well or own the team. He can't not run the program. And it's time for McKay to go. We'll never break this curse. Well, I think that with Arthur Blank having such a close relationship clearly to him, because you would have thought that Rich would have been fired. Asked to step down. Yeah, and and I guess I wasn't ridiculously mad because, you know, obviously once they hired Thomas Dimitrov for him, the biggest thing was, okay, They've got uh, TD, but, you know, we're going to keep Rich here as the president, whatever that means. And it's like, okay, you know, get Mike Smith, good things happen. So, of course, when good things happen, what happens, Lee? People keep their jobs when good things happen. You know what I mean? Except for Jerry Goff. Then shit kind of hits the fan, and then you're like, ah, it's not really the GM. I mean, you got Matt Ryan, you got Julio Jones. Uh, We got somebody is holding this team back. It's the coach. It's him. All right, let's get another coach in. Proves to be semi-right. He might have taken them as far as they could have went. Then you bring DQ in. You start 5-0, and but you somehow finish 8-8. and And it's like, okay, that's the most Falcon shit ever, too. You know, just going 3-8 and the rest of the season. after I don't, I don't know how many teams have started 5-0 and and not made the playoffs. That's but, some uh, Kingsbury-type shit. Yeah, it was, it was pretty weird. But then you bounce back the next season. You have one of the best offense of all time. You go to the Super Bowl. You get to the highest point in Falcons history about two minutes into the third quarter. You're up 25 points against the evil empire, the, the greatest quarterback in NFL history, the greatest coach in NFL history. For all intents and purposes, the greatest dynasty in NFL history. And you have a chance Easily. to you have a chance to somewhat maybe even shut it down. You blow the lead. You go to the first overtime in Super Bowl history. You lose. You bounce back the next season. You make the playoffs. You win a playoff game on the road. You people forget that. They do. And we beat the Rams pretty handedly. I mean, we we beat them by 11 points. So didn't you and Josh Holmes go to that game? Josh Holsey was with me at that game. Yes, we screw were. In, uh, we, we were at. Uh, yeah, screw Josh. Well, the, the funny thing was, I think that he ended up getting deployed like the very next week. Yeah, he did but because I, he because he didn't go to watch the Falcons Philly game with me the next week. Yeah, I had to watch in the bar by myself and get laughed out of there. <laughs> Ouch! Well, hey, you're better than me. I my ass was actually at the stadium, freezing my ass off. I remember. By myself, I didn't have it. Nobody came with me to the game. And, you know, 
some of those stories are true about Philly. I ran into some nice Philly fans, but a lot of there was a lot of barking going on. You know what I mean? So I had to deal with that. But fast forward past that, lose that game. They go on to actually win the Super Bowl and finish the deal. Now you don't make the playoffs. Now you get rid of Dan Quinn gets gotten rid of because he kept blowing leads. Matt Ryan's gotten rid of because you were trying to get a different person to be your quarterback. And in reality, he didn't like that. And he does want to win anyways. And he was like, okay, well, thanks, you know, guys, for actually giving me a legitimate reason to leave. Yeah. <laughs> like basically, because I wasn't gonna leave, but like now you've given me a reason. I don't want to be here. And you know what? I think the fan base got what they wanted Sunday. Marcus Mariota was Marcus Mariota. He was decent, showed flashes of what we like, but just wasn't who we needed him to be in the clutch, right? You you see this capability, you love it. You love this capability. It, it, it was so disappointing, though, because when you actually look back at the game, yes, you could get on Dean Pease for kind of having a lax defense there uh, in the fourth quarter. But obviously, I mean, it is what it is. Marcus Mariota's fumble, he had already gotten the first down. He could have slid. There was a lot of stuff he could have did. He fumbled the ball. That was points. That was automatic points because Koo wasn't missing no field goal. And really, the way that your offense had been going, you were probably going to score a touchdown anyways. You start talking about you went from – you were up 16, could have went up 23. That would have ended the game. End of the game. They weren't coming back from that. They were loading the Greyhounds. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, yes. And I, they, 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 they turned the showers on so that they were already hot when they got in. I'm telling you. And then I think one that, that gets missed – is the Drake London drop. It was a poorly placed ball. You expect Drake to catch it, but if he puts the ball where it needs to be, that's a first down. I, I, I'll give you another one, though. The other Marcus Mariota fumble. He didn't lose this one, but the last drive of the game, you know, before the Saints get the ball back to kick that field goal, you're about on like the 37, 38-yard line. You got the ball. You third and one. He botches the snap. He, you know, regains it, but he doesn't botch that snap. You probably get the first down, but okay, botches it, but he gets it back to the line of scrimmage. Great. Fourth and one. Now it's all on you, Arthur Smith. Why not end this game? They had no more timeouts. You were giving them the ball back. You were already, you knew goddamn well that if you gave them the ball back, the way that that game had been trending, they had just scored two touchdowns on you. They were going to get enough yards to kick a field goal. You knew that. And, like, so I get it. You had the timeouts. But even if you trust your defense enough, at that point, trust them at the fucking 38 then and hold them to a field goal. Like, Well, if you trust your defense enough, trust – you tell you that's when you start being a head coach, right, and not just a play caller because you're an offensive guy. You get in Dean Pease's ear and you say, hey, Dean, you've been heating them up all game and Jameis has been uncomfortable. I'd rather us go down swinging, heating them up, instead of letting Jameis carve us up and look like he did at Florida State, uh, waiting on some crab legs after the game. You know what I mean? He grabbed us <laughs> by our pussies. He grabbed well, Dean, Jameis grabbed Dean Pease by his pussy because of that play call he was doing out there. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Marcus Mariota, he pays for his crab legs. Absolutely. He pays for his. But all in all, if we have to give the Falcons a grade on this first game, of course, the fourth quarter gets an F plus, but uh, really F minus. Basically, 
Um, yeah. It gets an F minus for me, but I think F all plus all, just like, sounds so I'm, much worse. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you; they would have gotten overall game. Let's say that they let's say Youngway Koo makes that field goal and they hold on to win. They would have gotten about an A minus performance for me. Honestly, I thought that they looked good on defense for pretty much the majority of the game. Um, we had a pass rush, a consistent pass rush. Brady Jarrett was active. He was active. I liked what I saw uh, out of J- not J.C. Jackson, <laughs> Casey Hayward and A.J. Terrell really until the fourth quarter. I thought that – I think Jameis Winston had like 58 yards passing through the first three quarters. They looked great. But that was kind of what we expected for the defensive backs and mainly the corner group to probably be the best unit on the team because – You've got a former Pro Bowler, a guy that just made a Pro Bowl like two years ago, and then you've got arguably a top five corner in the league on the other side. So, and can I have a little conversation about AJ Terrell versus Mike Thomas? Go for it. All right, we we talk about Mike Thomas being slant boy. We never said Michael Thomas is a bad receiver. Josh Holsey. He's just we a said he's Tony. We said he's limited, and he, he's he's a limited receiver, which is still true, but. Michael Thomas on AJ Terrell, that's that's just the AJ Terrell nightmare. Michael Thomas, big physical receiver. He's not gonna outrun you. He's just gonna get to the spot. If his hand touches the ball, he doesn't drop it. And you saw on the two touchdowns at the end, the coverage wasn't bad. It was just what Michael Thomas does. He boxes you out, he uses his body, he uses his length. And, and James uh, threw the ball. yeah, James about, threw the ball where James threw the ball to where only he could catch it. Exactly, but you know, people don't watch games; they watch highlights. They don't provide any nuance. Well, they don't the listen to the commentators guys? either, huh? I said they clearly don't listen to the commentators either. Well, no, because you know, talking about you know, John Gruden's better than Joe Buck. Pete won Russ zero. Let's just let's just get to the Monday night football game. Instead of opening up the game with the actual game itself and the many things from that game we can talk about, I want to talk about Monday night retur- football returning to glory. It, the first time I've heard a Monday night game telecast in years. I mean, what? When did when did Madden leave Monday night football? Well, remember, they left and went to Sunday night, so probably yeah. like 06, 05. Because, okay, so they left when 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 Monday Night Football left ABC. Went to ESPN. And, yeah, when it went to ESPN is when it was like Kornheiser, Tarico, Groove. Yeah. I think it might have been Groove. No, it wasn't even Groove. I don't know if it was even that three. But Kornheiser was, was one of the first people. Hey. Let, let's focus on let's focus on the beautiful, beautiful watching experience we had, the audio orgasm that we received from Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Best they're the best, they're the best duo. Uh since Madden Summerall. Yes. I, I, I would agree. I mean, I like Madden and Al too. <laughs> and, and, and I know that Madden was towards the end there, and I mean Al's now, I guess, finally towards the end of his kind of. I'm ready to hear Al and, and Herb Street. I feel like it's gonna suck. They just showed them on the screen together. I didn't. I wasn't. You know, I got it down low, and I'm obviously we're doing the cast, but I don't know. I'm I'm curious because we're talking about the guy that led Sunday Night Football 
And now you're talking about your Saturday night football guy colliding on a Thursday night for an NFL game. And, and there's a huge like, age gap. There's the age gap. There's no chemistry. Like I, 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 I think there's two guys that know the game, though. Right. Back to Troy and Joe. It was but just they, beautiful. Don't they seem like they're both? And I get it. Herb Street's not really a play-by-play guy, I guess. He is the color commentator while Al's the play-by-play. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. But get, get back to Troy. Most streamed Monday night football game in years. Since 09, right? I think so. And does that have a lot to do with Russ versus Pete Carroll? Yeah. Yeah. But if you people don't think that there are some of us who were excited to hear Troy and Joe in a standalone game, no distractions, no, no other beat. ESPN, too, to watch Peyton Manning talk to fucking Shannon Sharp. Bro, I forgot the Manning cast was on. And I'm sitting there talking to the wife. And I'm like, you hear how, Troy, you hear how Troy's breaking this down? And she's like, yeah, a lot of these guys aren't good. I like him. And my wife is not a, by no means is she like a diehard diehard fan. And she just started paying attention to commentary when we started dating because I regularly can complain about commentary because the NBA still hasn't figured out who they want to call games. It's worth a damn. But I mean, the brain team is good. Yeah. Brain is good. And, and and Gundy's good. Yeah. And that, that disgrace head coach. But you need, but you need Mark Jackson to give you your 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 one liners. Your uh, mama, there goes that man. You know, or, you need that. You need that in the telecast. It's his signature call, just like Brains is bang. You or, know? or or here we go. If you leave Steph Curry open, he will drain the three. <laughs> Thanks. You made me so much smarter than Mark Jackson. Like, Goddamn, Mark, we didn't know that. It's like so insightful. If you foul a man while he's shooting. He's going to get to the free throw line. And nine times out of ten, if he's a 90% free throw shooter, he's going to make it. Right. But it was nice to see them back. Uh, But let's get to the game. Uh, Gino came out hot. Russ sucked. Russ sucked. I don't think he sucked. I think that's an over-exaggeration. I think he looked like a guy that didn't Didn't know the offense. Didn't have chemistry yet with – any of them, I guess him and Jerry Judy to a degree kind of picked up on it a little late. I know that Jerry Judy got a lot of his yards on that touchdown. That could have almost been terrible off. throw. He, hey, well, he caught it and he took it to the house. I mean, yeah, yeah out you, to- you give Judy the credit for the yak, but like, he still caught it, still went to the house. I, I think another reason why Nate, I mean, Russ didn't look good is because uh, Nate Hackett. Didn't let him cook. He he basically kind of did what Pete did. And obviously it was apparent, of course, with the last play of the game. But at the same time, uh, I just look at even the red zone stuff with the two fumbles. Now, look, I'm not mad at them running the football because Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, I thought both were running really hard. And they looked good. like Javante Williams looked so much better than like I thought he was. I was like, man, I was like, man, he runs hard. Like, yeah. Made me happy. He actually totes that rock, kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, like, cause, cause you know, when some guys get it, they like, there's, there's people like Le'Veon Bell that are like uh, patient runners, right? Or whatever. And then that's how they get theirs. No, man, this guy has a full head of steam. Once he catches it and he's cutting up, 
uh, man, he's fucking going. Somebody drafted him uh, in our fantasy draft and had a good showing this week. Um, but no, Nate didn't let Russ cook. And I remember y'all talking shit about me drafting Javante Williams. And I told you how Nate wasn't going to let Russ cook. And when Russ came out during the summer and said that there's a partnership between him and Nate Hackett in the offense, no, it's not, Russ. It's not a partnership. You are his employee. You could tell from the play calls, Russ doesn't run. Even when he's in trouble, Russ doesn't throw the ball to the receivers. He dumps it down. And guess what? On that final drive, y'all were driving to get to the 46 left hash. You got there instead of trying to get into manageable field goal range or scoring a touchdown and sticking the knife through their throat. Because guess what? Nobody likes Russ's cooking but himself. And if you're the only person sure who Sierra likes your own cooking, huh? I'm sure that Sierra likes his cooking too. Well, you know what? That's his wife. She has she barely has a choice. If people don't like your cooking, that usually means that you can't cook. Well, enough I, said. Mic drop. I think that even if he had a lot of help from other chefs in the kitchen, he still was one of the head chefs of that Super Bowl. So I I look, Russ has been a consistent player his entire career. Even at the beginning when he wasn't the reason they were winning. Agreed. I'll give you I'll tell you, and it's so crazy. I got I gained so much respect for Russ when we played them his rookie year. He was torching the fucking Falcons in that divisional game. Like that was a game that he actually looked very fucking good. Like he looked great. And I lost so much respect for Russ when he kept saying go Hawks. But if he wanted to be traded, it would be these four teams. No trade clause. <laughs> hey, well, look. Think about it. If if, if it comes out that Pete's shopping you and that the Browns are interested and they're willing to trade Baker Mayfield to get him. Or, or Baker or Mayfield they pick. No, they weren't going to draft Baker. They were going to draft Josh Allen. That would have been a hell of a – well. Yeah, yeah. Seattle would have won that trade. I mean, but who knows? By the time he got to Cleveland with the moves that were kind of already made that were on the horizon – I mean – I'm not saying that that Russ and Cleveland wins a Super Bowl, but uh, I mean Cleveland made the wrong move all the way around. Well, yeah, they dra- they drafted they, Baker. They could have traded it and got Russ, but because they didn't trade it, they drafted Baker. So it really just Cleveland. Hey, who's, Cleveland hey, who's the team? Whose team is John Dorsey running today? Exactly, nobody's. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, he's not even a retread. Like, you know, Ryan Pace is like an assistant GM for the Falcons, right? Yeah, I want him. I I need him out the building, too. That's Come on, man. I, I, th- this goes back to the curse of the McKay, too. Now, I mean, not to be jumping segments back and forth and rewinding, but at the same time, that's exactly what that was. That's exactly what that is, though. That's them, you know. Um, doing that dumb shit. They did it with Dimitrov, too, when they bought Pioli, and it was just like, so let me get this straight. We've got three general managers, <laughs> and we still can't draft a fucking decent offensive lineman, man. Like, what's the problem? Like, you know. And- Can we generate a pass rush against a decent offensive line? No. Can we run the fucking ball? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get Julio in the end zone? <laughs> right. Um 
I don't know. I don't but know. hey, man, I, I let's go to Lee's ledge real quick. We're gonna get back to Pete and Rusto. Go for it. Michael Lombardi talks about when he picks teams, he looks at the coordinator matchup. And if that's like, you know, uh, if you got an offensive head coach, he looks at like Kyle Shanahan as the coordinator, right? And, and if you're looking at like uh, Seattle, he's looking at Pete Carroll as the defensive coordinator, right? Russ left a better supporting cast in Seattle than he inherited in Denver. I like DK Metcalf. I like Tyler Lockett. Rashad Penny looked good. Looks like Pete drafted some pretty good linemen this year. I'll take Pete Carroll 368 days a year over Nathaniel can't hack it, hack it. Well, one thing's for sure, at least based off week one, he definitely went to a tougher division too. A tougher division and... A lesser team. Tougher division, tougher conference to, as well. And only to be and only to be put in the same place that he was in. Hey, coach, what do I do? You know, hey coach, I want to run this play. No, 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 no. Take your take your helmet off, put your hat on, we're gonna kick us a uh, 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 a sixty-four yarder uh from a guy who's never made a kick this this deep. Sorry, right. Russ. This would be a career long for him. This is what I'll say. Tim Patrick, I'm not – look, I know that he was probably scheduled to be wide receiver three, but Tim Patrick was a big pickup for them. They lost him early in the year. Like, you know, thought he was going to be a really nice addition with um, Sutton and Judy, and then Hamler's okay too. Like, they got they – got, put it this way, there's more depth for pass catchers for Russ. And then that guy – but you gotta uh, actually pass it to the pass catchers and not your uh your tight ends and running back. Javante Williams had running backs better. His running backs are better. That guy Boone was started off really hot in the game. Yeah. Uh he looked really good. Matter of fact, curious if anyone picked him up. But um nonetheless, uh I I, I think that Russ could have played better a lot overall. better. But I don't believe that this was on him. I think it's solely on Nate Hackett. And, of course, I mean, look, both running backs fumbled. It wasn't like it was one guy. And like I said, I questioned some of that play call in there, too, in the red zone. I think that it could have been a lot better. Uh, I, You know, I was sitting there just screaming for my fucking life. I mean, and it's not – you know, there is a bias this towards it because Russell Wilson is my quarterback, and I did want those six points if he just quarterback sneaks it. Why the fuck aren't you quarterback sneaking it? I don't want to hear 250 million reasons, okay? Because Tom Brady's ass ass has fucking perfected the quarterback sneak. We don't see his – and he's old as fuck, too, to go along with it. Um, Because Russ said that's not what he does. He's a pocket pass like Peyton Manning. Russ could have set up – they could have set up a bootleg, which they kind of did on one play, and it looked like he was going to do it. But then he tried to thread the needle in the tight end, just stepped out of bounds on that play. But that's what I would have been running. I would have been running a bootleg. It, it reminded me kind of the Super Bowl when they lost. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if what if Russ pulled a big bin and said, "Hey, pocket only." Set the game. Huh? No surprise. No surprise. Jeff Bezos is at the game. Yeah, absolutely. It's his first game. Hey, did you hear? Uh, did you hear Pete's comments on uh, Brock Heward's, uh podcast? No. What did he say? <laughs> 
me see if I can actually find it because uh, he Brock lets you know how he felt about Russell. Huh? It's Brock Hewitt's podcast. Yeah, or Damien Hewitt, one of the Hewitts. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, let's see. We're going to pull a little something. We're going to pull a little something from, uh, my guy. Sports podcast, Brock Heward and Mark, uh, Mark Matt, Marcus. Sorry about thanks, Matt. All of the reasons that, that, that come along with this one, uh, maybe as much as anything is representing the guys that have played before. It meant a lot to those guys. And uh, um, I was so thrilled to, to be able to hug those guys up and see them and look them in the eye. And, Why did and, it mean and, so and much to them? Yeah, you figured that out. <laughs> you they, figured they, that out. Um, <laughs> but it was really meaningful, <laughs> and they really wanted it. And uh, I knew we were playing for a lot more than just the regular stuff. And uh, you know, we, have a, um, we, we have a real connection with our, with the history of and the legend i don't do we have a legends a legends group that those he said it, it was for the guys who, who was here first the guys who believed in the in the 12 the guys the legion of boom you know sherm had something to say on twitter uh his old receiver i can't even think of his name uh golly what's his name not doug baldwin Doug Baldwin had something to say. I, I didn't see him and Pete talk before the game, and maybe they did after the game. Didn't see that either. Uh, he got booed well, like he deserved Tate. to be booed. You know. Uh, did, did Golden Tate say anything? <laughs> <laughs> we, well, we all know what Golden Tate's infamous for rumored, at least. Right. For, for why he was why he went to Detroit out of nowhere. But um, But, hey, look. Well, it ended up working out. If that is true, it worked out great for us. So, right, but uh, you know, everything, everything is what it is, right? Like Pete doesn't have much good to say about him. The 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 Seattle Seahawks, they looked like the old school Seahawks. They were flying around, physical football. You could hear the hits coming off the screen. It, it, but Russ, just like Channing Crowder said, you know, he's just a cornball. Uh, in the words of my guy Robert Parker, Rob Parker. It's just a cornball brother. Look, I can't speak for what Russ is. This is what I do know. I know he's got a bad wife. He's a rich motherfucker. He does the right thing based on what we see, at least it appears. He, you know, he visits children's hostel. He seems to do a lot of volunteer work. Yeah, and he also, I, you know, I, turns I, his I back on his team. Morning. I don't know how he is in the locker room. You know what well, I mean? But you know what? <laughs> There's always room for one corny nigga. There, there is always room for that, because it's like, oh, he's the corny nigga. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Room. That don't mean he's not cool just because he's corny. Like, but he, but he doesn't get to be the face. Yes, that's true. That typically isn't the case with that with that type of guy. But I mean, look, you're saying look, Russ does all the right things. Tony G still dunking the ball. He put on his Chiefs jersey. Before the game, and Fitzpatrick threw him a touchdown, and he's still up there. He can still dunk it, man. He's six five. I hope so. Man, he looks good. I'm just—he looks like he can still play. But I'll leave that at that. He looks like he can still hey, play. You want to talk about another diva quarterback? Which one? Show me what you, you what you got, Raji. Rah rah. Anybody come to Yes. Anybody come to see you, Otis? BJ Raji instead, right? But he did the dance, the the you know the 
Yeah. Championship. No, and then he, you know. We're going to see some discount double check this weekend. Okay. And Fitz Austin. It's the Bears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Sunday night. See, I thought you were talking about Falcons Rams. We are playing the champs. Not come on the ground. I think he'll be around that 30, 35. I, I, I have no expectations for, for us this week. I think we get our ass kicked. But um, tough week for Aaron Rodgers, my guy. Uh, offense was pretty bad. Throw the deep ball, top of the game. Not caught. Goes to receiver for the rest of the of the game. Gets one more pass in the fourth quarter, and the game's out of reach. When I asked about uh, Jahan Dobson, I think saying he's returning last year, he's like, "Yeah, he's back this year. Yeah, he's back on the team." Uh, Aaron was Aaron, and I'm an Aaron fan, so I'm just really bothered by Aaron being Aaron. Like so. I just think the Packers need to run the ball more, but obviously, you you compared him to somebody that I think everybody could agree with. Well, I just think that now with the state that he's in, uh, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers in the Temptations. I think um, I forgot the rookie that who it was, but basically he had a touchdown. He could have walked in the end zone, right? He drops a wide open pass. Look, this guy's first pro game. Um, now it doesn't excuse it, but at the same time, it's like well, it was a fucking move at the end of the day. But but that's what he's got to work with at this point. I get it. Out, no Alan Lazard. Like I totally get it. Hell, we know last year they got beat thirty-eight to three in the season opener, and they still won thirteen games. I don't think that that's in their future this year. Um, now, Carissa, you and I both know. Okay, you got the game on too. I'm like, I can hear it. I'm like, what the hell is that? Um, but um, yeah, it's 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 one of those things where uh, he's gonna have to get over it. But I don't think that they really used the running game the way that they should have either. I mean, we didn't watch the game, but looking back at the stat line and the, I mean, seven points. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Like I caught some of the game because I was downstairs while it was on. I remember because I went back to your place. Um, it's week one. Uh, I think Matt LaFleur is not as good as we think he is or as his record says he is. And I, But I think they'll figure it out. I still think they win the division. I think it's going to be closer than, than usual. But I think he comes out and kicks ass this week. Oh, oh, for sure. Well, they have to against Chicago, you know. I think they're uh, like 10-point favorites, too. Yeah. Three? Ten. Oh. That line's nasty. That sounds about right. Um... Because oh, think about it. If Green Bay had won this past week and Chicago had lost, they would really be a two-touchdown favorite. Yeah. But, you know, speaking of losers, you want to hear some of Lee's losers? Go for it. Let's hear the Lee's losers. All right. Stop me. Stop me if you want to hit one. Uh, Falcons fans, along with Rotini. <laughs> he might be the biggest loser of the week. He might be. No, 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 no. Scott no, really, Frost. the Falcons are. The Falcons as an organization are. We got Russell Wilson. Okay. Uh, Power five teams who scheduled the Sun Belt. No Nate Hackett. I'm getting there. Okay. Brett Favre in okay. the Mississippi welfare system. Uh-huh. 
rest in the preseason. Uh huh. Kickers. Uh huh. Scott Frost. Uh huh. Oh, boy, he's been a. This guy, it's sad that it actually sucks he got fired. So he kind of almost is a winner this week because he got fifteen million dollars. Yeah, I would have, I would have, I would have waited till October one. But he's had a very long streak of being on this list. He has to. He's a loser almost every week in my book. Except, uh, except honestly, this week he got fifteen million dollars. Adrian Peterson. Yes. Our NFL Week One bets. Oh boy, <laughs> one and five. <laughs> Robert Sarver. Okay. Dallas Cowboys. Nathaniel Hackett. And the last okay. one, AR-15, Anthony Richardson. Oh, yeah. I got I got one more to add on there as a bonus. Go uh, ahead. You left off. Uh, the KKK in Arizona. <laughs> they got fucking blown out at home. I'm sorry. That's inexcusable. I don't care who you played. You don't, you don't, you don't lose by three touchdowns at home in the season opener. And you're, a play, and you're a playoff team. How ironic is it that Robert Sarver gets exposed for being a racist and the KKK gets rent out of uh, Arizona? <laughs> oh, well, and just think about it. They paid, uh, what did Tyler get? 240 or something like that? 230? 230.5. I know they're going to be excited to see that, you know, years, <laughs> hey, if years to come. And for those of you who don't remember, the KKK is Kyler, Cliff, and Steve Kime. <laughs> not, not the Ku Klux Klan guys. God, no, this is we would never, ever, uh, whatever. They're losers too, but you know. yeah, but they don't deserve our our words. Uh, yeah. Our, I think we're gonna look back, and NFL agents are gonna become losers. NFL agents who represent quarterbacks are gonna become losers. Because the way the, uh, uh, Lamar Jackson's handling this negotiation, where people are calling him crazy for turning down 130 guaranteed, but if he plays out this year and he gets franchised the next two seasons, he's going to make between 110 and 125. And 133 guaranteed is less than Kyler, less than Aaron Rodgers. Shit, Aaron got three for 150, you know? Why would he take less than guarantees as, as a better than Kyler and younger than Aaron quarterback? I'm like, if you franchise me twice, I'm still going to get between 110 and 125. Yeah. I didn't leave money on the table like you pundits who are fed information by agents said so. Well, and, and I think it, when it comes to the Lamar situation, right? Lamar said he didn't want to talk about it. Uh, Right. I don't want to talk about but do you blame him? He comes out now. Grants the Jets three touchdowns, two eighty on the passing. I don't even know how many rushing. I don't think he really ran the ball like that. He didn't. He, 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 he would know. All, but, uh, all touchdowns, balls in the air, fifteen plus yards. Like no gimmies. Yeah, Duvernay, Duvernay, guys like that were getting involved. I, I, and it was the Jets, but it's still a road game, and to win in the road in the NFL is always hard. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, especially. Week one, when anything can happen. Especially um, as Robert Salah and Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, the guy whose job you took. Yeah. Yeah, that's you personal. Know? Yeah. Yeah. He's bounced around a little bit, and you're still there, and so is John Harbaugh. So who made the right decision, you know? But – um, Hey, while we're here, uh, Chiefs Chargers, before the game kicks off, what are we thinking? How are we feeling? Well, I've already got a bet in, and, uh, you know, okay. I changed my tune. I, I, J.C. Jackson, at first, I knew that they said he was questionable. 
Uh, I know that Keenan Allen is out. Uh, my analysis as a whole, they barely beat the Raiders at home. I and Derek Carr looked like Derek Carr, boy. Let me tell you. And what it is is Kansas City came out and Patrick Mahomes without Tyreek Hill was the complete opposite of Aaron Rodgers without uh, Devontae Adams. He looked phenomenal. He spread the ball out, um, threw five touchdown passes. They scored 40 points against a playoff team. Uh, and they were on the road. So they're at home. We know that similar to Seattle, and this is a home opener for them. So similar to Seattle, they've got one of the best crowds in the NFL. At first, I was going to go Chargers plus four and a half. I really had kind of liked the Chargers on the cover because here's the thought. If you like the Chargers to win this division, this is kind of one of those games that they make a statement saying, no, this is our division this year. And their defense did get better. J.C. Jackson is going to play. But clearly, if he was a game-time decision – it's still bothering him, and that could become an issue within the game. But all in all, I, I went on ahead because I do have them in a parlay uh, for tonight. All in all, I've got Kansas City winning the game by three, even though they've got a questionable kicking game tonight too because Bucker's out. Yeah, they got the Jets so, old kicker. Yeah, well, and anything that comes from New York is trash, except Geno these days. <laughs> but, you I'm know. Serious. I'm serious. Look, they tried to write him off, but he ain't right back. And mic drop. That was one of the coldest bars I've ever heard from a so player. He pulled a, so you're telling me is he pulled a Brian Kelly? Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, Patrick Mahomes did last week what I didn't think he would do, and I don't know if he's going to do it all season. He took the cheese. He took the cheese all game. And for those of you who don't know what it means to take the cheese – it's, he took what was available for him underneath. He didn't force the ball over the top. And maybe some of his over-the-top success was forced by the fact that he had a Tyreek Hill on his team. And along the way, he could have just cut you up with a thousand paper cuts like Tom Brady. But his personnel said otherwise. So, I could be wrong. I'm okay saying I'm wrong, Josh Holsey. Sometimes you throw something out there. And people change, just like when we get new information, our takes change. But uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I would go Chargers. It was, you said plus four, plus four and a half. So I, I I bought the point and a half. I took a minus two and a half. I got him by a field goal. I would I would take the Chargers here. Okay. But I, I think I think Kansas City wins. I wouldn't go money line. I think Kansas City wins. So I, I, I'm the complete opposite of you. I think the Chargers are low-key going to win because I feel like, like I said, they – I have them winning the division. This is really a game that they kind of need to win, like in a sense of they they don't – it's not – they don't have to win it, but like they kind of do have to win. Like they kind of really – because first of all, think about this. We could already see through week one, and I know we don't want to uh, overreact, overreact to week one, but – it appears that Denver is going to be the worst team in the division, which we predicted. We both Absolutely. predicted Denver was going to be in last place. Uh, but if you're the Chargers, you can start the season off by beating the Raiders and the Chiefs, and you already have the win over them on the road. This is an important game early in the season for them. No, it is. It's a super important game. And I'm pulling for the Chargers, and I was talking to a friend. I'm like, hey, man, here's the thing that the Chargers provide is you can put Derwin James on Kelsey one-on-one. 
Not many teams have someone they can put on Kelsey one-on-one, and that's what's going to make this game interesting. Can Derwin James take Travis Kelsey out of the game? Because if Derwin James takes Kelsey out of the game, we know what Juju Smith-Schuster is as a number one. Uh, Valdez Scantling got kicked out of Green Bay. He didn't leave. <laughs> Clyde Edwards-Hilaire remains to be seen. He had a big game last week, a couple touchdowns. Yeah, you remember his first game of his career, he had a big game too. There he goes. There goes the wow. Missing his boy, Chris. But um, let's see, man. I got something else for you. I got something else for you before we get into the rest of our week one recap. Can I un, 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 can I release Lee's leaderboard for you? Please do it. Okay. So during football season, I do a weekly leaderboard. It's my top five, it's my top five teams in the league, and then I got my teams hanging out. This can and will change week to week. And I understand that with one week, we don't have much to go off of. We don't have much to compare this to. So my leaderboard, I got Bills number one, Chiefs two, Buccaneers three, Vikings four, Chargers five, and I got the Ravens of Miami hanging right outside the club. I'm interested as to why you have the Chargers in your top five. They forced three turnovers on Derek Carr. Okay. Khalil Mack had three sacks. Look, Bosa he like, had. He looked like he looked like a Raiders Khalil Mack, not Bears. Bosa, Bosa had one and a half. Justin Herbert has some amazing throws. They did it without Keenan Allen for parts of the game, and Mike Williams was nowhere to be found. And now we got J.C. Jackson coming back. So I think they only get better. Okay. I'm not mad at that. Run it again. It's Bills, Chiefs, Bucks. Vikings, Chargers. Oh, Vikings, Chargers. Yes. Okay. Uh, So the Rams drop out of your top five altogether. Yeah. They got to prove it to me. They got to beat 31-10. And again, uh, you don't have Philly in it. No, I didn't like I didn't like their defense against them, though, you know. Huh? I said you're a big fan of those guys. This I, I I I think they're going to win a lot of games, and that doesn't change. That's why, hey, the top five is going to change. It's going to change. We're going to reevaluate every single week. Okay. Going to evaluate every single week because I mean it's just one game. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and overreact and be like. Oh, yeah, I'm just confident. No, this is what I saw based on the games that I watched. I went back and watched some games throughout the week because let me tell you guys, when you go to the game, (laughs) you kind of watch the game that you're at and you see some things, but you still miss some stuff. Then after the game, you end up hanging out. So the 4 o'clock window is hit and miss. And then if you get too drunk, you fall asleep during the late game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like literally your weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, Sunday. Yeah. You and Justice both. Yeah. Me and your dad sat up. We watched it. Um, and, I mean, it wasn't much. It was a boring game anyways. The game was over. That's know. why I, there was a point in that game where I got comfortable going to sleep. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go to sleep. Well, especially once Dak went down, it kind of would just turn into, ah, now we're just here. Now, Well, now – I mean, what a dud for for Monday night, right? Basically, you mean Sunday night? 
Sunday night. Yeah, not Monday night. Monday night was great. Even though we got no points in the second half, Monday night was great. I would say that Monday night was by far the best primetime game, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Any other week one games you want to talk about? Because I don't really have many. We lightly touched a lot of them. No, there's none that I can think of notably outside of, I tell you what, and we were kind of on when we watched it, but the Rams and Bills last week, I mean, just obviously really shocking that the Rams, well, not even the Rams, really Matt Stafford, to be completely honest with you. He looked looked like like a lion. He looked like, well, he looked like he had lions personnel or something, which he doesn't, you know what I mean? He doesn't have lions personnel around him anymore. Can I tell you that the optimistic Falcons fan in me looked at what I saw on Thursday and what I saw on Sunday? I go. Maybe they'll cover, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Maybe we don't get our ass kicked. Maybe it's, it's, it's we're frisky. I think that's it for the We are all here to do what Falcons do. Look at that. We got to hit this, too, just because this is – What you want to hit? This is pretty pressing. Can we talk about Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M? Well, I tell you what, and you could just put this as week two college football. Or, yeah, recap, too. But I want to start with Texas A&M specifically because we got all this hype this offseason. Everybody's looking forward to Texas A&M, Alabama. How Best big recruiting class in the country, in history. Right. Texas A&M has already been eliminated from the college football playoffs because they lost at home to Appalachian State. And there's nothing – bro, App State is a solid school. They literally win eight to ten games every year in the Sun Belt. They're a competitive team. But no way they should be going to Kyle Field in beating Texas A&M with the number one recruiting class in the in nation. history. In no, in yeah. history. Hey, um, you know, you know what? Nick- a, a good enough recruiting class for a recruiting class for Nick Saban to come out and say that you bought players. You know why Nick Saban and I defended Saban when he came out and said this stuff and he talked about how these schools are going to throw this money in front of these kids, but it's not giving the kids the best opportunity to grow and develop because Saban knows these guys. He goes, these guys can't fucking coach. (laughs) They can recruit. They can field a good enough team and they have decent staffs, but you're going to take this five star and he's barely going to make the league because you're not going to develop him properly because you're going to offer him more money than I can. But if he came to me and we were just doing 30,000 under the table, (laughs) Instead of fit five hundred thousand through the NIL, I get this guy to the first round. He'll get five years of guaranteed money. But Jimbo, you're gonna have him getting beaten Kyle Field by goddamn Appalachian State. Look, I had one of my worst coaching games against Texas, and I still sent Quentin Ewers to the locker room for the next six weeks. And I still pulled that game out of my ass because I'm Nick Saban. There's that aspect of it, and. There's also just, you know, I think there was no doubt in any of our minds. I was with Jew. We were uh, at Hampton and Hudson in uh, the Virginia Highlands watching the game. So big SEC crowd out there, of course. And, you know, there was no doubt in almost anyone's mind sitting out there that 
Alabama was going to find a way to win the game. See, we can't say that about guys like Jimbo. That's the dip. That's the difference between a Saban and a Jimbo. They're both national champions. Obviously, Saban what six times over, seven times over, something like that. My my phone is up here in, in game mode, so I can't fact check you. Yeah, but regardless, point being, you know, there's the fear that Jimbo. It's like it's a three point game. Texas A and M and um, Appalachian State's a pick them, and Texas A and M's got the ball, but they're down three. And you're like, with six minutes, you're like, man, Texas A&M, they're going to go down and at least tie. They're going to overtime or they're going to score a touchdown. You, nobody has that belief in Texas A&M because they haven't proved it. They you know why? They want all this respect, but they keep finishing fucking third and they keep finishing third in the SEC West. Like, you feel you me? Know, like, and, and, and here's why. Here's why. Jimbo is obviously a better, it's better at running a program than Ed Orgeron. But Jimbo is built up because of that great, Florida State class that he had, littered with pros, littered with all pros, a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback who's who's thrown for 5,000 yards in the league. And um, he gets to hang out with the big boys, but he's not Nick. He's not Dabo. And he may have the same amount of championships, but he's not Kirby. And, and, and I might just throw it out here. He's not Harbaugh. Ah, uh, Jimbo, I I think, look, and I tell you what, you tell me, do you think that Jimbo benefited greatly from Bobby Bowden retiring when he took over? Because Bobby Bowden retired in like 08? Sounds about right-ish. 08, maybe 07, maybe 07. I don't think he could. I don't think he could do at Florida State now what he did then because they were still a respected, elite program. Well, I think he. Can, I think he can because of recruiting because he's proven it. Even in the SC, he can recruit, but he can't so, win. But, but if, yeah, but if he's in the ACC, he's not playing Alabama every year either. So like, no, he's playing Dabo and DJU. Yeah, I'm not saying he's gonna win. You know, the national championship at Florida State again, but I think that he makes them a contender for the playoffs for sure. Like he, he honestly, he honestly can't contend even like he can't contend in the SEC. Like if, if Brian Kelly, if Brian Kelly does everything that you think he's going to do with that program by, in, by year three, I mean, when's going to be the, when's the window of opportunity for him to make it? Auburn's going to fire their coach after this year. They're going to hire somebody who's to say that Auburn doesn't pony up and they give urban Meyer a call. I mean, like there are so. I mean, well, I mean, come on, no, you don't, you don't think, you don't think that Urban, they, Urban, can come, Urban can come to SEC country right now and take over a program, and I'm scared. I bet, I bet the fuck that Auburn and Alabama would be. It would be the equivalent of a kind of what people were hoping. Hey, have you thought about this? If if the SEC goes to, if we stay SEC East and West, Alabama and Auburn's coming to the East. Auburn for sure. I don't know if they would do Alabama only because Texas think, and OU. But you got to think about. It, but Missouri's in the East, and they're west of Alabama. So I mean, so right. you know, what I mean, they would. I, I I don't. I think that they the plan was to split Texas and Oklahoma. One goes east, one goes west. Because I think A and M loses a lot of their lust. A and M loses their luster when Texas gets into the SEC. And a and honestly, should be relegated back to the Big 12 after that embarrassing performance on Saturday. I don't think that they would want literally the four traditional 
powerhouses of the SEC, Alabama, Auburn, Florida, and Georgia, all in the same conference. And all Tennessee. And, and Tennessee, if you want to add them as the 15th. No, yeah, like, we don't because we don't, I don't want, want that to happen. And, and, and you could argue that how good Kentucky is now. I mean, Kentucky's ranked in the top 10 today, right? Arkansas yeah, yeah. is ranked in the top 10 as well. They're we West. They were pretty good last year, but right, they would be what I don't think that they, they would do it like that. So I think I, I don't think they should. I think Auburn would maybe move to the East. I think we yeah. should just make it the SEC. We just make the SEC top two play for the SEC championship. They where you have two rivalry games, they said that you get to keep, which for Georgia's case, it would be Florida and probably Auburn. Yeah, Over I don't care about that Tennessee game. game. Yeah. So, like, because t- the Auburn ones, the, because then you have your one non conference rival, which of course, for them, Georgia Tech. Um, and then you have a rotating schedule where you play – it's like two different teams in the West or something, or maybe it was three. But you play – it's like ten conference games, right? So okay. like, And you get two non-conference. One, probably your slappy where you pay somebody, and then your rival game. Well, don't – So for, for – Don't pay the Sun Belt. I'd love to see Georgia Southern play Georgia. I think they'd kick the shit them, out of them. Them boys in the Sun Belt had on their they Black Air Force Ones. They did. They said they, it's a robbery. Kick dough. <laughs> we taking it. Oh, wow. I almost made a bad joke. Um, I, I thought you were going to say uh, kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. No, 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 no. I was going to say something that people would find very insensitive given recent events in Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Um... Well, we definitely don't want to touch that. We don't. Uh, what are your thoughts on USC Somebody being number six? Out about that recently, huh? Somebody was getting chewed out about that. I think it was like Takashi Six Nine or something. But nonetheless, uh, what are your thoughts yeah. on US? Dwayne Bowes, fat ass. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts on USC hey, at number seven? I've got the screen up. I don't see Dwayne Bow. What's he doing? He's about to bang on something with a drum. Why Dwayne Bowe to start the season? I mean, they could have got oh, Tony wow. G out of the school. I mean, get Dante Hall. You feel yeah, me? He's, like a better, somebody, he's a better 82. Well, bro, think about how Don because at one point Priest Holmes, Hall, man. Priest Holmes. Uh no Larry Johnson, because he Jamal says wild. Wow. I even take Jamal Charles. Yeah. He's really good there too. Brody Kroll. Or fuck it. He's not calling the game, even if he's doing the pregame. Get Tony, Tony. G. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, get, get, get Barney Schottenheimer, Dick Vermeil. But you know, Dick Vermeil, he just got inducted to the Hall of Fame. Why not, right? Um, That's disgusting. It, it is over like Mike Shanahan. Like, people like Mike Shanahan should be in the Hall of Fame. Look how long it took Jimmy Johnson to get in. Jimmy just got in. But we know that uh, the owners have say so. And Jerry. Jer- Jerry didn't even have him in his Hall of Fame. Man won two Super Bowls for you, and 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 would have won the third one. You just kicked him out, you know. So let me see what else we got. What else we got? But yeah, USC at seven. Um, I listened to Joel Klatt talk about USC. Joel and he Klatt talk- was calling uh, Alabama, Texas. Yes, he was pulling for Texas. But um, he was talking about USC, and he was talk speaking to them uh about you know Lincoln Riley team, and he talked about. Yard different yards per play differential between the offense and the defense, uh-huh. and there's a greater differential on yards per play between this USC team 
and uh, the 2018 Oklahoma OU team, and he's like, this team is good enough to make the playoffs. And I go, they beat fucking Rice and a bad Stanford team. What the hell are we talking about? What have they proven? I got it. Jordan Addison and Caleb Williams are really good. We know that. But what the hell happens when a real front seven starts heating them up? Caleb Williams has never played against a high-end front seven. Right. He played in the Big 12. Now he's playing in the Pac-8. What was that Clyde Edwards Hilaire with a big first down run for 10 yards? I'm sorry. No, no, I got 30 inches right here. That's what she said. What are they going to – when that happens, do they just give you nine yards, even though it's inches? I guess. But, like, Isn't if you get, like – Why would you round up? Because if it's, like, nine and three-fourths yards, I mean, I don't know. But Hey, why, is, why, why are there not meters on, like, the field – like, sensors on the field that, like, actually tell you where the ball hits? Like, come on now. Such an outdated game. But yeah, – um, Well, outdated game. We got the fullback getting first downs. <laughs> Uh, hey, that's it. I hate to c- cut into this like this, but that's exactly what Denver should have fucking did. Like, I mean, like, why not just do something like that? Well, Aaron talked about it. He talked about it on McAfee uh, because they said, "Hey, Aaron, why is there so much shotgun in, in, in the in the uh, in the goal in the red zone?" And he was saying they don't even have like a a, a three tight end package. Like that's just just going out the window. Right. That's why. That's why I like to watch. The Ravens and the 49ers play football, man. I'm sorry to keep cutting y'all. I just it... Edwards Alaire? Yeah, 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 man. You know, he's on my team. So for him to have two carries for 20 yards already, I I mean, I mean, he's talented. You know, he went to one of the he went to Catholic high school in, in BR. Shout out to my to my guy Duke. It's like running he, back high. He he played on what you could argue is the greatest uh college football team of all time. He was the running back. I mean, so yeah. you know. What do you think of, and I, just because we're still on the college football recap, what do you think of if the last year's Georgia team played that year's LSU team? What kind of game do we get? We got Stetson Bennett playing quarterback, so I'm just going to rock with Joe Burrow, man. Okay, that's a fair way to look at it. But what, what I, mean, Stetson, I tell you, what if Stetson wins the Heisman this year? And we know the totality of his career. And he wins the Heisman this year, but that's the matchup you get. I see Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow, and Jamar Chase playing the league. And I know Georgia has some good corners. But, I mean. (laughs) Keelan Ringo is going to be a first-round pick. Right. Jamar Uh, Chase and Justin. First-round pick this year. Uh, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson are going to be all pros this year. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You can you can so, argue that that one's the best receiver in the NFC, the other one's the best in the AFC. Right. You know, so Already, I, and they're they're just in year three and year two. Yeah, I just I just I don't like to make those comparisons. Uh because I'm gonna root against Georgia. But uh, that, are there any defense. Are there any uh games this week that you care about in college football? Because I looked at the slate. Uh it's pretty shitty. Well, I tell you what, there are some, of course, because I've got my picks here. Um but we'll get to that a little. Uh, matter of fact, this is the perfect time for me to go through the rundown, and then we give the picks. After this, we'll I'll give the picks and just run down them. But I'll bring up all the ones that I think are pr- relatively important. And all right, I'm gonna go, I'm, I'm gonna go take a leak real quick. 
Okay. Well, I mean, for me, we've got to start off with, uh, oops, looks like I don't have that up. Hold on. One second here, guys. Wow, all that, and they still didn't get a first down. Hold on. I'm sorry about this, guys. Okay, so um, for college football this week, I've got the picks up. That's the worst part about it. I don't have the actual games, though. Um, But, no, we can start off with Oklahoma and Nebraska. You're talking about uh, Nebraska coming off a game where – Their coach got fired. Yeah, we just got Scott Frost fired. Um Oklahoma is a team that really, obviously, they're ranked still really high. Uh, they got Dylan Gabriel at quarterback. A lot of people see him as kind of a dark horse Heisman contender. Uh, and they've got the spread at 11. But that's a game that interests me just because uh, of Nebraska, you know, firing Scott Frost. It's basically, even with an interim coach, a new era. And from my understanding, the coach that they hire is the first black coach in Nebraska history at any of the uh, sports there. So he's the that first lets black. you know how much you support that school. I know. Isn't that crazy? Like, um, that is wild, though. That's, like, wild as shit. Like, honestly, like, not one, like, across the board. No, not even basketball. Like, you feel me? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why is there no basketball coaches black at a bare minimum? Oh, uh, shit. We got game We got game uh, three tonight of WNBA Finals. I, you know, I didn't see that. I wish I had known because I wouldn't have done the over-under in this game if I knew because I would have just taken Connecticut. Actually, I probably would have taken Vegas to, uh, you know, sweep. <laughs> yeah, to get the sweep. I think they're going to sweep them tonight. But um, yeah, me too. Obviously, that's a game to take. Keep an eye on uh, Georgia South Carolina is another game that I was looking at this year. Um, Ooh, we I'm got Spence. I think it's interesting. We got to see a video today of South Carolina's football team playing hide and go seek after losing by twenty plus points uh, to Arkansas last week. Yeah, so I think that this is an interesting game because. You know, coming into the season, I think we thought that South Carolina would be a team that wouldn't necessarily beat Georgia, but would give them a run for their money because of what they added and the momentum that they were coming off of last year. I think it's going to look more of the same of what we got to see last year. Motherfuckers are too busy playing high and go see while Kirby's chewing out Stetson and, and their unit for put, you know, for, for beating Sanford 36 nothing. You know what I mean? Because they're like, like, you didn't score enough. Like, type and, and, and you know, you know, Kirby's like, you see this? You see these motherfuckers play high and go seek. They're taking. Oh, they you know think what? Y'all are a joke. If, if, if you think you're a game, you go find them. You seek every single game cock out, and you fuck them. Yeah, and and so that's Thanks, a Paul. Game. That, that's right. That's that's a game that's got my interest. Um, I'm not gonna go through like all the pick ones. Just all the games that I've got some interest. So Cal at Notre Dame. Honestly, there's interest here because the honeymoon phase is clearly over. For yeah, that's you, were here, you were here with us watching that debacle. Uh, you you mean, watch his demeanor. He knows he's on the hot seat right now. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. 
I've never seen a nigga get put on the hot seat so quickly that like wants the job. Like, hey, he probably shouldn't have gotten a job, honestly. Well, we don't know. They he, said he, I mean, he's a D coordinator since what it is is Fickle should have been Notre Dame's coach, and then Cincinnati should have hired him. Yep, absolutely. And because Fickle's and, but, Catholic too, apparently, and we all know how Lou Holtz feels about the Catholics and hiring <laughs> a Catholic coach. That was really good. Have you practiced that? Well, it's just the way that he talked about Notre Dame. And that shit was <laughs> bro. That shit is stick. Like, bro, that shit's living rent free in my head. That shit is like honestly one of the craziest impressions I've heard. So, like, when I hear it, it's easier for me to mimic him than it You're is good. to do Holtz. Yeah. Hey, but I sh- I should have sent him to the group. Uh, that same guy he does a Peyton, and he's talking about Peyton. Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning when uh he's t- when he's telling the Nate Hack to call a timeout. Gold. It's There's gold. A, wait, wait, but on on the Manning podcast, Peyton was like, "Call a timeout." Like, oh yeah, no, Peyton's up there, like, like Peyton getting mad, and then and then Shannon, Shannon's like, "What are you doing?" He had Shannon Sharp on in the fourth quarter. Yes. Wow. You know, like, what a great guest to have, though, right? Like, yeah, I mean, Broncos legend. Yeah, both, bo- both. I mean, both of, yeah, Peyton's five years there. Damn it! See, this is what I knew was gonna fucking happen. That defense is going to get carved up because it's not good. But that's why I took the over, too. But I just thought that – but like I kind of said, I already had said – that's what I told you. I felt the opposite of you. I felt that they were going to win, but I bet Chiefs. Because, like, I just feel like – that Sonny Michelle running the rock like that? Huh? Is that Sonny Michelle running the rock like that? Uh, Do they – they signed Sonny Michelle to back up – uh. I see Kelly. It says Kelly. Or Sonny Michelle in, in Miami. Uh-uh. He got cut. I just don't remember who signed him. I don't remember if it was the Chargers. Somebody did sign him. All right. So the only game I care about this week in college football is AM versus the U. Well, I kind of care about Cal versus Notre Dame. Uh, I, I just want to see how he bounces back, man, because I'm going to be honest. Yeah. They, that game, man, we, we might be talking about a one and done. That's all I'm saying. He, we, he might be with Scott Frost. Uh, oh, another another interesting game too. By the way, M- Ole Miss at Georgia Tech, kind of weird game because it is. you don't you don't really ever see it. But I have to imagine the Ole Miss frat boys partying in Midtown because a lot of the motherfuckers are from here. You know what I'm saying? Like it's really weird how many people from Georgia like go to all these SEC schools, like Ole Miss, like- Southern schools in general, Charleston <laughs> Southern. Uh, Southern Miss, like, like not UAB, they go to Southern Miss, but like Auburn, Alabama, Clemson. There are people I know they went to Clemson, South Carolina. Paul, uh, Paul. some people, go, you know, you know, Swanee, the school of the South, or some shit. Yes, like, I know motherfuckers that went there. Uh, you know, you got your Georgia Southern guys, you got your Valdosta State. Like, like it's it's crazy how if you're from the South, like you just know about all these schools down. Yeah, like I haven't heard Swanee School of the South in years, but when you I said about yeah, like everybody knows it. It's not the real Swanee because the real Swanee is where everybody went and played basketball. He he um yeah he uh the guy that I knew and this is the crazier part. Get this. okay, he's black. <laughs> he's black, and and get this. This is the real kicker. He didn't play basketball. Did he dip? Uh uh-uh. uh, he played. He did play football, but I, because I I didn't play football, I'm kind of making fun of it. He played football. He played baseball, and he was a wrestler. 
He has sex with white women and he dips. He was the only, but I promise you, he was the only nigga that didn't play basketball. Yeah, I know. Legit, like, 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 like everybody that was at school there. I mean, there are people like Justice that didn't play basketball, but like, but Justice, for 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 what it's worth, Justice played no sports. So like, you know what I mean? Justice played JV like in ninth grade, but that was it. Like, you know, what Justice I mean? used to come hang out with us. That's what Justice would do. Justice, you want to know what Justice did during my varsity games? He was fucking like, DJ. They had him playing the warm-up music. That's actually like a pretty cool job. It is because he couldn't play. Obviously, they didn't and they didn't want they didn't really want even the clean version of certain stuff. So he had to do some really good instrumentals, basically. Like one of the yeah. songs that we used to do a lot of that we would like do layup lines to was uh Rudder Bow No, no, no. The Snoo Dog, I wanna rock right now. Yeah, we we would we would do layup lines to that. Dang, that's what that's oh, what Snoop Dogg, Hove, and Too yeah, Short, ain't it? We make, yeah, we we would do Oh Let's Do It or uh, It's a Party, Grocery, I, my, yeah. I, my money, y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but honestly, we didn't get the claimer. We just got the instrumental though. But it's just you know. Dun, well, dun, God, dun. no, you can't. You, you went to a Christian school. Y'all can't be like I fucked my money up. Damn, now I can't re up. Rip yep. it is right. just well, well, even if it's clean, I my money up. Now I can't re-up. They're going to be like, well, what does that mean? I lost my money, so I can't buy more drugs to make money, so I wouldn't rob somebody so I could... Uh, I, can't, I can't buy more, more drugs. Come on, stop his ass. Wow, he got really close. They might go for it because Staley's such a bitch. Hey, I mean, you want to hear about my elite performers for last week? He's going to go... No, they're bringing on the field goal unit, huh? Yeah, I'm ahead of you. Good, 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 good. Well, I mean, that's my kicker. Okay. Yeah, you want to hear about you want to hear about my 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 want hear about my elite performers uh last week before we get into the NFL week two um for fantasy or college football Lee's elite for the week okay go for it just like my losers it's all over the week man so it could be anything it could be fantasy football it's the Sun Belt of course Patrick Mahomes okay Devontae Adams okay Saquon Barkley. Yeah, absolutely. Mika Fitzpatrick. Okay. Khalil Mack. Okay. Pete Carroll. All right. What about and lastly, Michael Parsons. And I want to talk about Michael Parsons because, for one, he was the only thing that popped on the Dallas Cowboys team uh, Sunday. I mean, he was a he was a bright spot in like well, you know, like an absolute zero where there's like. It's so cold, like there's no heat. He was like a laser pointer in absolute zero, you know. But um, what about that chip block? Uh, by Lenny. Yes, the chip block by Lenny. You know, Von Miller came out and said that um, that block should be outlawed from football. Possibly. I mean... I think it could go a lot of different ways. Um, I mean, you, if, if you looked at the block, I get it. It was because it was kind of blindside. It looked like a football play to me. And Micah, Micah had every reason to say, because what it is is because pro football focus is the one that put it up. That's really what he – I'm sure he remembered it during the game too, but, like, at the same time, because, of course, you're going to remember when you get fucking blindside. It happened to me in special teams once in high school. 
And, and you know, in Pro Football Focus on the tweet, they put like the pancake emoji. It's like that's not a pancake, guys. Well, it definitely wasn't a pancake. But I get it. He laid them out. He flattened them out. Whatever. Like you know. But like, um, I, I wasn't. Uh, I, I wasn't really mad at the hit itself. Uh, I, I thought that him responding with the Jordan and Mohi though, hilarious. It's hilarious because <laughs> they won the game. And for him, it's just – and he ran for 100-something yards. So it ain't like he had a bum-ass game either. And it's just like, bro, you're just crying at this point. Like, why are you cursing at me over this? Like, Hey, hey but hey, listen to this, though. Let, let, let me let me pitch it to you like this. Not my original take. I took it from Chris Long. Player safety. Everywhere in player safety, the offensive players continue to be protected. What little protection from the defensive players. How bad is a blindside hit where somebody launches themselves while you're engaged with another player? You know, it's bad enough the running back can lower his head, but the defender can't. You know, mm-hmm. I get we want to make the game more offensive, but if we really care about player safety, I think the NFL should should look into this. Or we just call it like we want it. Like like it is, and say, hey, we want more points, so we want offensive players to be safe and better highlights from the offense. We don't really care what the defense does, and we just keep going as is. Right. Put your head on the swivel, son. Yeah, I I, I think that you could definitely look at it that way. But one other thing I wanted to get to, because on your elites, elites, I think that you missed out on something. You what did I miss? Something. You left somebody off your elites, and I know it's your elites, and it's not my elites. But well, that's, I, you, no, you're here. You're here to argue my elites. I, I, well, I think that who you put was, you know, I, look, you, you got it written right, and and, and and that's permanent, and that's what it is. But I think we're missing somebody. How about those ladies out in Vegas, huh? How about Aja Wilson, Kelsey Plum? They, they're two and zero. They might be closing out tonight, getting their first championship. Um, the, the, the Vegas fans for supporting and selling out the WNBA. It's crazy because we watched the game the other day. You were like, what was better, my beer or the, the – Bro, the game was good. I was watching the game. I like, watched it too. Well, it was a blowout. But just yeah. to see that energy and – What I liked – Good sack. I like – like, uh, I forgot how much I liked Kelsey Plum because I liked Kelsey Plum when she was in high school. I liked her at Washington, and she's one of the few WNBA players who has a more masculine game. Like, her bag is very dot-dot, you know, smooth finishes. She's nice with the left. Like, I, I, I enjoyed watching Kelsey Plum play basketball. Because I was telling the wife, I'm like, man, I got to start, like, kind of embracing this WNBA stuff a little bit more because I'm about to be a girl dad here, and if she wants to be a hooper, like – can't be on my platform just shitting on the league all the time. Well, if it's a bad product, it's a bad product. Well, it, yeah. It depends. I, I think that there are quality – obviously, there's quality WNBA players. I love watching college women's, especially during the tournament. It's really – it is really competitive. Like, uh, you know, and I think Justice thinks I'm attracted to Don Staley or something. But I'm like, no, I'm just I like – Well, this is what I'm saying. I think that Don Staley is just a hell of a – I mean, this is so weak from Kansas City. Bro, and, and Becky Hammonds, too. Like, I love that Becky Hammonds is in the finals because she she paid her dues in the NBA, 
and I still don't know if Becky Hammonds works in the NBA because of just men, right? I know she has the – I'm confident she has the mind to coach, and I'm pretty sure she could manage personalities. Like, she knows what to do to manage the personalities. But I just think there are people who are just going to be like, I'm about to tell this bitch to shut up. Right. And then she's going to be like, excuse me? But she can't fight them. And then she can't go to the owner and be like, hey, our max player just said somebody told this bitch to shut up. And he needs to get out of here. And the owner's going to be like, well, what did you say? And I'm not saying that that's right. But, I mean, we just see what just happened with Robert Sarver, man. Like they said, this man's like pulling down his pants and stuff in front of people. Like, hey, it's my dick. <laughs> well, and here's the thing, too. I, I think that uh, I told Justice this actually the other day because uh, I was on the phone with him while I was watching that game. I think that uh, Becky Hammond, I think that regardless, think about this. Is a <laughs> big ass ordering an Instacart in the tub, but I can't call the big and say I'm fat shaming. <laughs> they shoved a giant ice cream in the She's face. doing ice cream. <laughs> right. <laughs> but if I make a fat joke, <laughs> I'm the I'm the monster, huh? Hold on, Takis. I mean, I love Takis. Me too. Okay, a bunch of balls. I've got Canelo Triple G this weekend, huh? Cindy's going to be mad at me because we're watching college football all day, and then we're turning on the fight. <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to be at the fight. Uh, when are you going out to Vegas? I'm flying out tomorrow morning. You fucking cocky. I know. I know. And then and then it's a doubleheader. I'm going to Falcons Rams on Sunday. So like Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. You were I remember you were talking about going to LA. So yeah, that makes sense. But well, but I've got tick. I mean, I had already well, what it is is it worked out perfectly. Once they announced Triple G, I looked it up. I think the NFL schedule was out by the time it got announced. And I said, Oh, great. I said, I'll just do that both this weekend. And then I hit a bet. I'm sure you saw like two yeah, days I ago. I hit a, a solid one. So I've already withdrawn all that money. I'm going uh, to the bank in the morning to get my cash, and I'm headed to Vegas, man. And we're going to hope to come home at least with $100,000. Um, Josh, will he meet you in L.A.? So my dad's going to come with me. My, okay. So my dad's going with me to the fight. Him, Jay Briggs, and then I don't know if you've ever met uh, Cuban Mike. But Cuban Mike's going, too. Cuban Mike did me a solid, so I invited him out. It's Cuban uh, Mike from Cuba. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Okay. He's a white Cuban. Like he looks white. Like if you look, no, yeah, I, I, looks- I have a funny story about white Hispanic people that I will not tell on this podcast. We maybe once we get off, we can definitely do it. Um, yeah. But but yeah, no, he is, and so yeah, that's gonna be the crew. And then, um, like I said, the Falcons with our season tickets, uh, we ba- ba- essentially have full uh, season tickets. I knew the fucking Chargers were gonna win this game, but like, uh, and maybe they won't. But I need the over too, and I got. We need like some a, points here. Well, and then, well, and then the field goal wasn't like a fifty yards, so it didn't even benefit me like that, like that fantasy, like. Eh. The NFL guys don't care about you, fantasy guys. Oh, throwback! It's not going to work. Oh uh, well, but the best part is that he's got Justin Herbert, so that's who uh, I'm going to beat. JP, anyways, this week. But, but JP's uh, not good at fantasy football. Well, I'm aware, and. That's why, you know, it's so funny. I hate to do it. You know, 
Why would you call on second and two? Stop being cute and just run the ball. Who, Staley? Yes. That oh, that's not Justin Houston. That's some guy named Gay. Yeah, some gay guy. Gay. Hey, 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 number 50, that's Gay. Well, 50's that's gay. Well, I'm saying that's some gay guy or something. Yeah, some guy gay. Yeah, yeah, 50's gay. All right, but <laughs> we're immature, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, gays, don't counsel us. His last name is Gay. Niggas either got kids or about to have kids still making gay jokes. It's crazy. <laughs> but uh, either way, I think you're a little bit ahead of me. I'm curious if they convert this. Hopefully it's a pick six. Hey, hey, you know who else I left off the list? And it, it will bring us back to one of my legends uh, last like week. Just short. Or did he get that? It's close. I think they're giving it to him. They should give it to him. Uh, I think he's short. Yeah, he is short. He's definitely short. It's interesting. Do, do you think number 50 would give it to him? <laughs> well, no, nah, he's short, bro. Yeah, he's short. He was already down, and then he, like, flips his body over. He was short. The ball never crossed the plane. He was already down. Yeah, he's short. Good good spot by the ref. Hey, let's give the referees some credit this week, too. They should be on Lee's Elite. The referees were great in the Seattle game. The kickers weren't. <laughs> the kickers weren't. Well, McManus wasn't bad. I mean, he missed no. a 64-yarder. But- no, that that because what that – I don't know. But the referee did call the one – That fumble – that by letting Carr and get a fumble because I wouldn't have noticed. And then, of course, even the Russ bounce pass. Russ, little fat ass, can't run no more, man. Hey, man, I think he's going to get three rushing touchdowns, all right? And so I don't think he gets 20 rushing yards this year. But Russ can throw the ball. I mean, let's not act like Russ can't throw the ball. Like, I just think he's got to get on the same page. Okay, so Staley's ass is going to go for it, and he's going to give Pat a short field. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, don't blame, I don't blame him. This is the right call. Let, let, let's see. Let's see if he does, you know, what he should do. Yeah, there we go. 6'6", six, six, quarterback sneak, running the ball. You know why? Because the return of the run. Did you see football this past week? Saquon goes for 100-plus. 160-plus. Playoff Lenny goes for a, a nice hundo. Cordero Patterson goes for a nice hundo piece. 120. The Eagles just run the hell out of the football. Uh, who else? Who else? Uh, we had about 500-yard rushers uh, in week one. I'm telling y'all the running game is back. And if uh, Green Bay runs the ball more, come on, man. Hell, Zeke had 50 on, on the ground on, what, 12 carries. Like, if you fed him, he could have got you to 100. I am so worried about this game, Lee. Going under? Yeah. You know you shouldn't bet over under to like week four. Well, here's Vegas the thing. doesn't Vegas doesn't know yet either. Here's the thing. Kansas City, it wasn't even that high. It'd be one thing it was, it was like 57 and a half. What was it? 52? Well, it dropped to 50. It was 54. And then it dropped to 53, and I bought a point and a half. So 28, 24 is what I need. Yeah. So, I, well, here's I mean, the thing. If if Kansas City scores two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, I mean in the SBI, and he still caught it. I hate to say it, this is kind of good for Kansas City to go down ten if they go down ten nothing or something because they're gonna start flinging it. They have to, and Andy Reid knows how to win a shootout. 
All right, man. So let's get to the preview for this week because I'm not going to watch this whole game with you on a podcast because we'll I start. Because last Let's, week, last week we got so deep into the game that we recorded for three and a half hours. It, well, well, because at that point it was kind of like, well, we we still hadn't even touched everything. We had started a little bit later. This week we got to start a little early. Uh, week three preview of the NFL. Yeah, so I'm okay, looking at on. the games. I'm looking at the games right now. Obviously, we've done Chargers Chiefs. I got a spicy one for you. Uh, well, Dolphins Ravens is the first one that kind of stood out to me, honestly. Just because, of, if you remember last year, what we saw, they played on Thursday night. Uh-huh. It was Lamar in Miami. The Miami defense stymied Lamar Jackson. It was a sloppy-ass game. Um, it was two P.I.s. That's crazy. Um, he still got it. <laughs> it was two fucking P.I.s. He still um, got it. But, uh, but point being, I guess I look at it kind of this way. Uh that's a spicy ass game. A because those are potentially two playoff teams. And of course, because Baltimore hasn't given um Baltimore hasn't said given not today. Uh, Lamar his money. Obviously, he's from Miami. There are still questions of Tua. They have built a team. They have defense. They've got playmakers. Mike McDaniels is supposed to be an offensive mind, so I guess that will remain to be seen. I mean, he beat he beat Bill Belichick in his uh coaching debut. That rarely happens. That does rarely happen. And but for what it's worth, if there is any team in division that Bill Belichick has a problem with, it's Miami at Miami. Well, two is four, four and zero for whatever. Two is four and zero against Bill Belichick. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, I, he's he's got to be the only person with a thousand win percentage against him. Here, here's what I got for you. Fucking Colts Jags. You talk about Atlanta legend. Matt Ryan versus Cartersville legend, Trevor Lawrence. You got a weird Jacksonville team that the Colts don't beat in Jacksonville. It'll. I tell you what, if they lose the game, if the Colts lose the game. Oh, they've lost the division. Well, every, nobody's won a game yet, right? And, 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 and this tie could actually prove to be good for the Colts because – if they go 11-5-1 and, and somebody else in the conference, not the division, in the conference goes 11-6, and six, that tie is going to be the difference maker in them, um, you know, possibly being from the three-seed to the two-seed or something. And so – I need them to go 12-4-1, man. <laughs> I, I like the Colts to still get it done. I think – I wasn't surprised they got a tough game out of the Texans because they were coached up at the end of the year. Davis Mills was going to be better. Uh, Davis Mills was the best second second year quarterback. Like everyone kept talking about the five that went in the first round, but I'm like, Davis Mills statistically played better than all of them and could have won. Matt Ryan had his first game um, as a Colt. They came back. They were down 17. They came back. Rodrigo. Former dog, of course, misses some field goals at the end. I think they're going to be just fine. I You're really fine. Do. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I think they're going to be just fine. I, I, you, you want me to tell you something about Matt Ryan? Go for you it. remember I came on here and talked about how Matt Ryan like restarted that practice uh, because he didn't like what he was seeing? Yes. Did you hear Cliff Kingsbury come out and talk about how they got to practice harder uh, coming into next week? And you're sitting there like, what the hell did you do in training camp? 
Now's not the time to be practicing harder. Now's the time to be practicing smarter. And if the coach is coming out and saying that, that means he's saying it inside the locker room. And it's not resonating. And that means the players aren't holding themselves to a winning standard. Or maybe they don't know a winning standard because they're led by the mayor of Munchkinland, the video game warrior, the guy who's going to win a, a, a earring before he actually wins a ring, Kyler Murray. And that's the difference between veteran leadership, Matt Ryan, day one, saying, hey, man, this ain't right. We're going to fix it. I don't care how it makes y'all feel. We're going to fix it because we want to win. We want to win a championship. Well, that's the why Matt Ryan. Well, Matt knows that his time in the league is coming to a close here soon. I think he's got three more years personally because I think after the third year, he will probably turn to a guy that potentially is a backup. If he, But Matt Ryan doesn't strike me as a guy that plays like Joe Flacco. No, Matt Ryan, go, Matt Matt Ryan, Ryan retires and goes – he goes to the booth. He retires, goes to the booth, or he, he'll listen to a call after that third year. Yes. If somebody gives him a very good opportunity, he might listen to the call. So touchdown, San Diego. Uh, San Diego. Hey, you know what sucks? The Chargers could have absolutely stayed in San Diego. I think it would have been a great place to watch a football game, but that's just me. All the bars and stuff. Bro, I lived there while the Chargers were there. Where was where was that stadium located? Was it by gas lamp too? No. No, it was it was it was the Qualcomm is it's close to my old place. Okay, so closer to more inish. Yeah, it was it was inland. Okay, so it wasn't there wasn't much there wasn't stuff to do around it like afterwards like there were a couple bars but Can there were they put some shit near PB. Like if PB was a mile and a half walk or gaslight like how San Diego like the Padres are. And I like, think they were trying to get closer to Gaslight with the new stadium. Bro, it would have been great. I'm going to be honest with you. San Diego deserves a football team. Just like San- Seattle deserves a basketball team. San Diego deserves – bro, if San Diego had the big three, I'd move back and never leave. Baseball, football, basketball? Yeah, if San Diego had I, the big – I don't know about basketball. I mean, the Clippers low-key could have just moved to San Diego. They were there. and they, I know, that's where they were at first. But, like, but Sterling uh, wanted to get to L.A., and I get it. But – I think San Diego, Diego is just love it deserves as a city, though. No, it doesn't. I was talking to somebody about California cities, and they were talking about LA. And I'm like, I, no, it was uh, the 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 chicks we met uh, after the game, or the y'all met. I didn't meet anybody. Um, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, we're talking. They're, they're like, LA. they're from LA, and they're just like, nah, San Diego. I'm like, bro, nah, I'm sorry, LA is overrated. If if all the famous LA. people, I'll be there tomorrow. If you weren't going to LA to, to 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 network, why would you go? Just go to San Diego. I think for if you're going to go to have a good time and drink and stuff like in like that, yeah. But I get what you're saying. I mean, it's a lot to do in LA. I think too the thing with LA is, dude, who do you know? Like, I, right. if like, you don't like, know people in LA, it's not fun. Yeah, like my buddy, I got a buddy that lives up there, man. You got Creole Court, man. You got you got Hurt Bay. Oh. Man, I know, but I know a lot. I actually know a couple people, and then obviously I do business in the area. Like, but like well, the thing is, is that uh, my buddy Way Chow is up there. I mean, my buddy Way Chow, man. I hate. I hope I don't hope he doesn't mind me saying. My guy lives in the hills, man. He's and this is cheap for LA. He got a one point two five million dollar fucking home 
And his backyard view is, is L.A., Asian guy, Wei Chow. Not going to give his full name, but Wei Chow. Yeah, uh, he's my shout to Wei Chow, by the way. But like, shout uh, to Wei Chow. Yeah, man, that's my guy. But I let's, keep his week three, let's keep this week three preview going. Uh, Buck Saints. Buck Saints. Uh, Does Tom oh. Brady break the curse of Dennis Allen? Absolutely. Uh, well, because it's not really Dennis Allen. It's really the Sean Payton regular season curse. Uh, he's going to beat the fuck. They, they didn't have, even have a good offensive game against Dallas. And Dallas's defense actually played it's well. Dallas's it defense was good. good. And they played well. It just like, was. I mean, Dak wasn't doing Dak wasn't doing nothing before he got hurt. But then when he got hurt, it was really over. So, like, um, yeah, man, I, th- I think that they're I think that they're going to be just fine. Um, Julio looked good, man. Julio did look good. It, Julio looked like like he could have been used in a game earlier that day that was played in Houston. <laughs> it would have been a perfect. Come on, you come on. You know that you would have loved it too. Yeah, if, I think I think that would be the like Michael Pittman had a good game, but I think. If you added that and Julio looked Julio, that way with him, they would have won Julio the game. gives you a different fear that you had. And look how creative um, uh, they got with him. They were running jet sweeps with Julio, multiple. And it's like, why did we not do this in Atlanta? He did run a 4-3-9 with a stress fracture in his foot. Oh, wow. They're going to call Pat. They're going to call. They're going to call holding. But it was it, th- that was a pick. Defensive holding. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna call it defensive great, holding, but great, that was great, a great, great, great. That was a pick, and the defensive holding had nothing to do with the pick. I don't give a fuck what it was. You know what I care about, baby. I know. Uh, Cards Raiders. I think this is, a, it is that wasn't a catchable ball. Is the issue right? But you know, but it doesn't matter if it's holding. Pi exactly. is where it matters. I mean, that was a hold, bro. He had his arm. Yeah, no, I agree. It was holding. It was it was still a bad throw by Mahomes. Like he he wasn't oh, there. Terrible. He was never gonna catch it. Right. No, like that was a pick with or without the holding. Yeah. Uh we got loser. I think we got uh loser leaves town. Wow, he pushed the shit out of him too. You said um, lose town. Cards rider car- riders, cards raiders. Whoever loses is not making the playoffs. Well, oh and two. Look, we're about to get to my six pack, but um, I think you know which direction I'm leaning with this. I one. think you're going with the Raiders. I think I'm gonna go with the team I have making the playoffs. Uh, then, lastly, we got Monday Night Football: Vikings Eagles. <laughs> uh, Eagles win this game. They probably join I'm some elite company. My six pack. Wow, you're doing a really good job of picking out games that are in my six pack. So, which six pack do you want to do? Since we're here, let's. I tell you what. Let's. Uh, let's because we're on the NFL. Let's start with the NFL. Fuck it. All right, so let's let's serve up that cold six pack, and then we'll break it down. We've got an ice cold six pack. We're gonna start uh, with Sunday this time. So we've got the Baltimore Ravens and the Miami Dolphins. We're gonna take Baltimore minus three and a half, and we're gonna keep it that way. Uh, I like them to get the get back. Uh, next game, we've got the Detroit Lions at home uh, against the Washington Commanders. Give me the Detroit Lions on the money line. It's the first time that they've been favored in like twenty four straight games. Give me the Lions. Next up, we've got the Indianapolis Colts at the Jacksonville. You don't have to speed through it. I'm still writing, but oh. okay. Uh, next up, we got the Indianapolis Colts at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I like Matt Ryan to get it done. Uh, enough said. I just I think that they're the best team in the division, and I, and I know that they've historically struggled there, but that's why they got Matt Ryan. Next, 
We got Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Give me over 44 and a half. I think that as much as these games have been predicated on defense kind of in the past, if you remember the one time they played in the playoffs, the one time that they did beat them, that game was a high-scoring game. I expect yep. more of the same, especially with Jameis Winston playing and both defenses. Uh, well, Tampa Bay's defense played pretty well, but New Orleans didn't. They gave up 26 points to the Falcons. Tom Brady should be able to score more than 26 points. Um, next up, Arizona at the Raiders. Uh, give me the Las Vegas Raiders on the money line. Um, it's a sexy pick simply because – oh, Travis Kelsey's getting loose. Uh, it's a sexy pick because the Raiders are actually better than them. And so – uh, I think the Cardinals are a team that's destined to probably pick in the top 10, honestly, this year. I wouldn't surprise me if them and Seattle kind of finished about the same record. Wouldn't shock me either. One has a good coach. And then we got for the uh, final, the coldest beer of this six-pack. And Josh Holsey, I hope that you're listening. We got the Minnesota Vikings at the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday night doubleheader. Give me them goddamn Minnesota Vikings. I think that Justin Jefferson – looks at Jeffrey Lord and he points at him like they did and remember the Titans, you know, that scene where uh, Julius points at the coach. I think that he's going to poach point at the fucking Eagles brass, Howie, Jeffrey Lord. He's going to point at all those guys and he's going to say, you didn't fucking pick me up. You loser. Give me the Minnesota Vikings on the money line at the Philadelphia Eagles. All right. So just to recap, we got Ravens versus we got Ravens minus three and a half. We got the Lions on the money line. We got the Colts on the money line. We got Tampa Bay at New Orleans over 44. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Las Vegas on the money line, and we got the Vikings on the money line. Yep, that's perfect. I love All it. right, man. So we went money line heavy this week. Uh, I like it because, man, it's so early in the year that when you're when you're playing with these spreads, you're just you're guessing. It well, well, well. And here's the thing. This is what I'll say. We went one and five. Week one, obviously not ideal, not what, I expected, not what I expected to happen. But um, at the same time, this is what I will say. We went two and four to start week one last year. Then we went five and one the next week. And then we went six and oh in week three. So I think that like one of the things is you got to get your feet wet. And um, it, it was a bad week. I mean, it was a bad week, but there were quite a few games that came down to the limit. I mean, we had a tie. We had multiple games going to overtime where there was a game-winning field goal. The Falcons game came down to the wire. Like, there were a lot of games that literally were coin flips. So, it's week one. No need to overreact. Nobody uh, comes out and just fucking sweeps week one. That's always a tough bet. We did pretty well in college football, though. We were 4-2. and Baylor and somebody else were the only losses. But we did pretty well in college football in week two. So, you know, I, it's, it's, it's a part of it. And I expect us to continue to, to, to get winners, kind of like we did last year, and, you know, roll this thing on down the road. Hey, man, on. here's how it goes, man. You win some, you lose some. But you live, you live to fight another day. And if you come hang out with us, you're going to live. And you're going to live well, man. I'm, I'm yeah. telling you guys, if we had a great weekend. We did. We had a man. Let me tell you, I think for a season opener and for me to be able to get my neighbors to come together like this, too, because we I've hung out with them individually. But for us to all get to come together, then I've got you guys come and then, you know, we meet people. They're cool. We rooftop. Uh, well, it was and I'm not going to lie to you. It was just so cool 
like for my dad to like hang out with me and my friends and not really he was just there like fly on the wall type but just see how me and my friends hang out yeah and like he got like the full effect of oh wow he's like yeah y'all have a good time huh like yeah this was this was this was something light (laughs) well you know and to a degree it was i I, one of the things I'm excited about is uh, football and uh, football in general, but just the idea of, you know, this year, especially, I, I feel like we didn't really take it up the next level for games before ga- like games. I think that that's going to be something that we continue yeah. to do. Honestly, uh, I got the thing chopped off <laughs> up here. Um, and so so- we- so we're gonna we're gonna oh, set yeah. up. up there. Oh yeah, I gotta put something up there. Justice uh, argued that I should get a tent and sleep with one day. I'm not gonna do that. But um, your bed's too close. Yeah, but I get what he's saying. But I think it'll be definitely very cool to do in um, an hour or two. Date night up there. That's crazy. Oh yeah, we'll picnic, uh, wine glass, uh, uh, charcuterie. Charcuterie, or you know, obviously some good fruits, or if I cook something, watch the sunset, oh, or if I don't God. cook something, we get takeout or something. I mean, oh yeah, no, nah, nah, you're not. You're winning. You're winning. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to beat. Let me tell you. Shout outs to Sean and Angelo though for showing hospitality, us being able to go to their spot. Yeah, bro. They're beautiful and they're clean, cool. Decorated. Yeah, they're just cool guys, and they're both tall white guys, right? Well, <laughs> Angelo's a but but they're both. They're both. T- it's weird because they're both taller than me, and so like I'm not tall, but like I'm not short. So like, it's odd to run into two different people in your building that are this close that are taller than me too. So. Yeah, no, like that. We had a good time, man. And you know, what started our good time was watching college football. The night before, yeah, the night before. So man, let's get that six pack for this week. Let's get into the six pack. So I had already screenshotted these. Um, okay. So I I'm gonna go through them because it fumble. So for the screenshot ones, all right. So we've got Oklahoma at Nebraska. I'm gonna go ahead and take Oklahoma minus nine and a half. Uh, so the spread is eleven. So we're gonna buy the point and a half on it. I I look, man. Nothing against Hell Southern. I get it. All right, whatever. Get the fuck out of here, man. Oklahoma's going in there. They're they're putting foots in ass. Uh, okay, next game. We got Purdue at Syracuse. Me and Justice literally looked at this one and we couldn't believe it. Uh, Purdue money line is the dog on the road against Syracuse. I like Dino Babers. Look, I want to see the black man win. But at the end of the day, Purdue puts points on the board, baby, and that's all I care about. I care, I care about points and I care about who's going to win. Purdue going to win. Give me Purdue money line uh, at Syracuse. Purdue-key. Uh Next game, Cal Notre Dame. Oh, wait, wait, no, 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 no. That wasn't on there. That was on my uh, other one. Hold on. But BYU at Oregon. I think that Oregon gets a bounce back game. I mean, I think that the Georgia game really did humble them. So we're going to roll with Oregon money line because it's so favorable on the money line at home against BYU. They're better than BYU. They're more talented than BYU. That's why people had questions of whether they would cover against Georgia because they're more talented. Um, Next. We're going to go with Lee's hometown team, basically. Not really. His second hometown team. Uh, we got LSU on the at home against Mississippi State as plus dogs. Give me LSU money line. I don't think Brian Kelly can afford to lose that game, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, nah, he won't be able to afford his house. 
Well, you start you start your first your first three games are in the state of Louisiana and you lose two of them. And Mississippi State and Florida State are the teams, not Alabama and Georgia. Yeah, that's going to be a big issue. Yeah, um, those boosters they might have patience, but they don't got that type of fucking patience. They ain't got patience. You see what they did to Coach O. Yeah, and he's and he's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's one of them. He's got the accent and all. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'll roll with them. Uh, okay. Let me see. So that's four. Okay, two more. Um, all right. So we got Michigan State. Hold on. Because I'm going through my screenshots, but I'm also going through it because I don't see who the opponent is for whatever reason. Uh, well, Sparty. Michigan State is playing. Go, do, do, do. Okay. Michigan State at Washington. Washington's got uh, uh, Penix Jr., who was the quarterback at Indiana. Very good quarterback. Washington, obviously, historically, is a pretty solid uh, team. At the end of the day, Mel Tucker did not get a fucking hundred million dollar contract to be the number eleven ranked team in the in, in in college football to lose games to Washington. I'm sorry, he didn't. And they're underdogs. Give me Michigan State on the road, man. I I just I don't see how you pay a guy like Mel Tucker, former Alabama staffer, former fucking Chicago Bears defensive coordinator. This is a guy that's got all this experience, and they lose to Washington. I don't see that happening. So give me that. And then for our final one. Uh, I was teetering between the USC spread because I really think they're actually going to beat the shit out of Fresno too. I think that they're going to be legitimate this year. I really do. And they're at home and this is kind of their first big home game because Rice doesn't count, but we're going to skip that one. We're going to go with something a little bit sexier for the Atlanta crowd. Okay. Ole Miss at Georgia Tech. First quarter over. It is 13 and a half. Ole Miss's defense still isn't very good. And Georgia Tech's defense definitely isn't good. And Ole Miss is going to put points up like it's nobody's fucking business against Georgia Tech. Give me over 13 and a half in the first quarter. I just really do see uh, Ole Miss possibly hanging 14 by themselves on them. But even Tech probably will score against Ole Miss at home. They might score. All right. So we got OU minus nine and a half versus Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Purdue money line, mm-hmm. Oregon money line, LSU money line, Michigan State money line, and Georgia Tech. Excuse me, Old Miss at Georgia Tech over 13 and a half. That's perfect. You like it, I love it. You ready for Lee's three? I am ready for the Lee's three. All right, man. So we're gonna go Lee's three this week. I'm taking those Ravens minus three and a half. I think Lamar comes out and puts foots in the Dolphins. And he looks at both franchises and say, fuck you, pay me. Well, especially a little bit of revenge sex for last year, you know? Absolutely. Get back sex. He was at home. They spoiled his homecoming. He's like, well, now you can come to my house, and now we'll see how you like this. Let me take you to the neck of the woods of my hood. I also like the Raiders to make Kyler and Cliff 0-2. And we really start, we really start, you know, cleaning up these streets and getting the KKK out of town. I look, I totally agree. And honestly, I was kind of the spread was five and a half on that game. Um, I thought about taking that, but I was like, you know what? They have to play better than they did last week because if they play just as bad and they get beat by like double digits, if even it's just ten points, the owner's going to start to really start thinking about that. You yeah, Bill Wells going to be like. Why did I extend you guys? All three of you? Why did I get extended? All three of y'all. You know? <laughs> and then Straight lastly, up. you know what? 
Come on, go ride the Matt Ryan trade one more time. No, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna touch one in college. You know what? No, I'm not. Give me Matty Ice on the money line. Come on, man. That's what I'm talking about. Matt Ryan's not. So Matt yeah, for Lee. Because you want to know, why, huh? Go. I was gonna say you want to know why the Colts really need to win too. Because they haven't won there in forever. Well, they got Kansas City next week at home. So. Yeah, you can't be That's 0 2 1. Yeah. So. Hey, look here, Parlay P. Is there anything else you want to hit before we close it out? Because we're at like the two hour mark. It was perfect, kind of. This is kind of about where we wanted to be. And yeah. we still have a whole half of football to watch. Yeah. I, I can't think of anything else. I mean, uh, except for Go Aces. Go Aces, yeah. Shout out to, to, to Aja. Shout out to uh, Kelsey. Shout out to um, Becky. Yeah, I'm here for y'all. And dang, Liz, you could have won a ring if you would have not quit on your team. You wanted to move to Tinseltown because we know it wasn't about money. No, no, no. It's about, I don't know. Who cares? It's the WNBA, right? Right. All right, dog. I'll holler at you. All right. Salutations.